3: Hello and welcome to the Abrawn Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad, and We're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast himself, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm good,
1: Christopher. I am... Watching the David Beckham (laughs) documentary That's what I did before this show That's what I'm going to be doing After the show there are a few scenes Where he is spending a lot of time On a Real Madrid based um, Japanese tour uh, Which is quite fun Watching people absolutely lose their S uh, Over um, David Beckham arriving uh, Like some kind of beetle Um, It was an incredible, incredible uh, scene Him sort of arriving at airport And stuff like that It was really wild stuff And it was back when like footballers and, you know, David Beckham and the Spice Girl, they had to use, like, public... They didn't have the private jet, so they had to spend a lot of time in quite public areas <laughs> in your Heathrow's, in your Haneda's of this world. So there you, you really had to be a lot of crowd
3: control concerns and provision. It was a simpler time. I've actually watched... It yeah, I've watched the Beckham... I'm not... As we all know, I don't have a great relationship with football. Mm. But I really enjoyed the David Beckham documentary on Netflix, uh, all four episodes, because it was kind of like a nostalgic... Deep dive into the '90s and just the '90s in general it took me back to the Spice Girls, Oasis, yeah. we um, the glory I mean, days of football. We're,
1: we're not good looking now, but seeing those shots of the football fans watching in the pub, um, the World Cup, <laughs> at the Euros, and stuff like that, we look horrible.
3: We always looked, I and mean, we all look horrible now. But uh, uh. I feel like David Beckham. David Beckham came off incredibly well in the documentary when you give <laughs> what <a surprise>? untrammeled, <laughs> incredible access to both your life, your friends, your family, your everything. You know, you know <laughs> that it's going to be, um, you know, overwhelming. In the same, to be fair though, I mean, when I covered uh, Hyde, the rock star, or Ken Watanabe, the movie star, I wasn't mm. scathing in any way. I could probably have said some stuff or gone in some deeper, darker directions, mm. but you kind of, out of respect, you don't want to, right? Because they've given you your time, and I guess it was kind of the same for David Beckham in that documentary. But uh, he came off very well, um, and I, I came away thinking he came off very well. he. he he is a lot more sort of intelligent um, and savvy than he lets on publicly because he's got a kind of a frail. Oh yeah, he, 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 oh Victoria's the one. He's kind of like that sort of chilled out, kind of frail guy with his voice. I don't know. But yeah. He's, he's well, he's, he's sort of grown and into having. He's grown
1: into having opinions, and he's grown into someone who um, you Just would like you. probably say is approaching charismatic. But I would say he obviously was a footballer pure and simple for the longest time and sort of fell into the world's handsomest man world's best footballer. A yeah, pretty good looking guy. Easily. Yeah, pretty good looking player. But um I mean the most telling thing for me and it 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 sort of happens so often with high achieving individuals is the family well, dynamic between them and their well you oh. know them oh. oh. like him and his him Gosh. and his um him and his um his his father him and Sir Alex Ferguson just having this very Like, not competitive, but, like, you do something wrong on the football field and it's all you hear about for for weeks on end. It just, Mm. I don't know, as you get older, you sort of start to think about what kind of parent you would be. um, And there's just something about that kind of football-y dad or footbally manager kind of dynamic that I find quite toxic as a football fan they've produced the best players um but it's 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 an unethical product at best um the soccer player um but uh, it was it was a really enjoyable watch just simply because it was just it was just funny watching a man pretend that he doesn't fold his own bloody clothes yeah I'll do all this I'll tidy all the, uh I'll tidy all his shirts away and uh, uh colours so I could say, no you're bloody done oh uh, yeah I'll, I'll clean this kitchen no you're bloody done i co- there's one point where he's, there's, there's one point where where um uh one of the um one of the blogs who were signing him for um LA Galaxy uh, out on the West Coast of America. Um that's where yeah, LA is, uh, if you didn't know, if you weren't in the north, but if you're not a football fan, Los Angeles is actually the West Coast of America. Um he's signing him for that. And he's clearly been interviewed over the course of like maybe a couple of hours, this guy from uh, for, from LA Galaxy. I think he's the head of AEG, a uh, big insurance. Insurance company, yeah. yeah. Um and he's got a cup of coffee. He's got a bottle of water and he's got a burrito to his right. <laughs> he looks like he's in an airplane the in the airport lounge and he's yeah, and he's got a burrito. The Holy Trinity. And the burrito never moves and he never eats any of his burrito. And all the way it's like Chekhov's gun. I'm like, let him that man eat his burrito. It would have gone cold by now. Uh, so that was the most upsetting thing for me. But there's a moment where um, David Beckham is like he's in his uh, Cotswold's home, I think it's that's where he lives, um, and he's out in his shed. And he's got his little um, grill on the go with a load of charcoal burning away. Yeah. And he uh, and he pops a little mushroom on the grill.
3: <laughs> <And> <laughs> he does do that, doesn't
1: he? He does do that. Yeah. And I was like, is that all he's cooking? One little mushroom? And he's like, he's going, <laughs> I'll stay in here all day. I'm not surprised you're cooking vegetable by vegetable, David.
3: Absolutely incredible. <laughs> I remember stuff, that scene. Yeah. That felt very contrived. Um, yeah. It's, it it was got, all very
1: just like, it was palatial all very residence. like, yeah. Just this
3: palatial exactly. residence, like he's out in the garden, you can't see the edge of the garden, right? Yeah. You can see like the horizon. Oh, And he's like, I'll, I'll have a the mushroom then. Myself. I've got a mushroom in it, it. Victoria loves it, it, mushrooms. It,
1: it, it, like all of these interviews are all always, you know, obviously it's it's funded by the Beckhams and they are a massive kind of industry to, them, to themselves. And, um, you know, there were questions about his um impropriety and, and, and in his in his relationship and stuff and, and, and uh and that was brushed over in about five seconds. Bearing in mind most <laughs> of the other most of the show was all about his relationship with his family, with his wife, with the fans, with it, you know. This thing was there for five seconds, then <laughs> brushed it on yeah, the carpet. They, so they no, no denials sauce. or no kind of confirmations there. But uh that's you know
3: that it's been legaled. It's been tightly legaled. That's right. That's right. They basically just mm-hmm. go. Oh, there's just like terrible sure. things in the newspaper going on. It was a difficult time. and They move on. Mm. What yeah. What should have happened is the uh, the director should have gone. Did you do it, though? Did you do it? Did you do <laughs> it? Did you <laughs> do it? You did, do you do it? Do it <laughs> did
1: you do it? Sounds like, sounds like you did. It. Um, uh, but I didn't realise the guy who's doing that is the guy who was in Succession. Yes, uh, but more yeah. More famously, the man who uh, browned up for uh, for. Um, uh, Short Circuit, the man yeah. who, uh, the, 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 the uh, st- like, because I grew up with Short Circuit, I'm an older man than you, and I grew up with the robot Short, Short Circuit, terrible Johnny terrible Five Girl. is Alive, great film, lovely film, brilliant film, terrible film, but no, uh, it's not. I didn't realise until I was older, I think he, he's Phoebe's the Indian character in wasn't actually of- Indian the indian character wasn't actually indian uh, i'm not saying it was a i'm not saying it was a uh, convincing accent or impression uh, of an indian person or wherever the hell he was supposed to be from uh, but i will say that maybe in the northeast of england i didn't have access to uh, much diversity so i had nothing <laughs> to compare it to uh, so that's why i thought the guy was indian uh, and that, that that's that, and are- that's that's what that's the story i'm sticking with
3: we are talking about Fisher Stevens, who plays Fisher the... Fisher Stevens. He's yes. had, the, like, the most ridiculous career, right? Like, oh, yeah. he, he was, like... Yeah, he was in succession as the annoying guy whose name I can't recall. What was the name of his character? Mm. Uh, Hugo. He always Hugo. had a clipboard on him. Had Hugo eye, Baker, way. yeah. Mm. But he's also the director... So he's, he's also directed David Beckham, the documentary uh yeah. because apparently leonardo dicaprio convinced him he was like you're the right. man for the job fisher and he was like oh, all right then he doesn't even like football and he covered it no you, um, you can really tell as well because he's like <laughs> but do you know what else he directed this is what? this is bonkers he also directed uh, uh the cove the documentary about the dolphin killing in uh, oh, in, in japan okay. in wakayama so nice. this is just the most ridiculous career. Like, how did oh he done he, all this? He didn't go undercover again, did he? <laughs> oh God!
1: <laughs> what are you doing, and, Fisher?
3: And as a bonus, he also dated Michelle Pfeiffer for three years. Bastard! Now I'm jealous. Is right. This is—he's yeah. had that's a, hell he's a hell of a career. Man. Yeah, he's had a hell of a career. I think
1: he—I think, well he, he think he had throat cancer. I think he's a throat cancer survivor. So
3: that's the not so good bit. He did have not Hodgkin so bit. Limb no, lymphoma. Sure. So. <clears throat> Um, yeah, but what a, what a career! What a, and he's a, he's very good at making documentaries. Um, I'll say it again: don't like football, but great documentary. And yeah, well to watch. Well it made me watch. it made me want to it made me wish that I liked football, but we can't right, wish.
1: Yeah, that I thing. mean, there was a lot more football than I expected to be in. And but to be fair, a lot of the football stories certainly his the reasons why he uh, got back on board with Project Los Angeles Galaxy. Uh, West Coast of Ireland people. Um, uh, well, money obviously, but the him, you know, fixing things up with the footballer Landon Donovan, very much had everything to do with his England career um, withering, uh, and everything oh, to do with him oh. going. I've not got that many options left, so uh, it wasn't necessarily a, a summit meeting and a you know. To, to, to it was also really interesting.
3: And a sort of nature versus nurture angle, like mm. what led to David Beckham becoming such a good footballer? Because I, I think yeah. you can forget he's a, he was a decent footballer because of his celebrity status. His I remember when he got his bloody haircut, which was covered in the mm. documentary, when he got his haircut cut like 1997 or whatever it was, everyone in bloody England shaved their head off, yes. including all my friends as Manchester United fans. And I was like, why have you done this? And it was yeah. because of David Beckham randomly doing it at a Barber's. But like... It, and it all comes down to his dad. His dad was the biggest football fan, weirdly, like, uh, mentally obsessed with Bobby Charlton, the footballer, and just wanted his son to play for Manchester United, and it sounded like mm. David didn't have much of a childhood other than standing in a garden going, go on, son, hit the fucking ball, hit it, hit it again, oh, you can't do it, oh, I will beat you, I'll oh, hit it again. It was all a bit, yeah. Yeah, it came, it, it's not <laughs> it paid not, not, off not necessarily,
1: <laughs> not necessarily the... Uh... the the, the techniques I would employ but then I would never have created a footballer so there we go I think sports people are a different breed anyway uh, and um, a a lot of the more successful ones have rather
3: um, odd parents (laughs) it begs the question if I had a child and I gave them a football and I was like Mm -hmm. kick it kick it and I did that every day for 10 years would they become a David Beckham? could I do it? Mm. could I do it Pete? or is that? Um, could you (sighs) hmm I don't know. I'd, I would Kick just like to see the... F-
1: I, I Do it again. Like, again. I would... Yeah. I, could I... How long it would take... That should be your next project to um, train with the J-League <sighs> side. Uh Kofu won, um, uh, won their first... My um, J-League side, they won their first Asian Champions League uh, match. Against, I can't remember. I think it might be an Indian team. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but either way, they, uh, yeah, they, 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 they won uh, their first Champions League match, and and they were in, you know, they're in, they're in J2, which is very exciting. It's the first time a J2 side has ever won a match uh, in in that particular uh, competition. So, so well, what you're saying, them. I should
3: adopt a child and mold them in my image as a footballer and make them win. Yeah, the I Jane mean, League.
1: yeah, or a, or a, or a a, a man <laughs> who a, a man or a, a woman who is obsessed. Um, he is the perfect YouTuber, or she is the perfect <laughs> YouTuber. That knows wow. everything about everything about artwork, about um, positioning, about subject matter analytics. They've just got the biggest YouTube mind. And and or you you um, <laughs> Ludwig <laughs> and <laughs> you, Connor you. and all M and and Pete all and
3: Charla should adopt a child and make it the perfect <laughs> YouTube child. All five year. Couldn't we adopt one child and then each day of the week they get to spend like a Greek sort of king being trained by philosophers like. a... Yeah, no, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you, knowing you, you, no, no, you
1: lot, like, you're very competitive, so you'll so just buy them Game Boys, and more increasingly. I'm, I'm the better, better dad, friends. isn't it? I'm your better dad. It's a Game Boy <laughs> Color or whatever technology yeah, exactly. people
3: have these days. The Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Game Boy Color. <laughs> Enough about this. This god-god <laughs> yeah. molding children in our image. How sinister! <laughs> um, although, what a cool reason to have a kid to make them brilliant. Uh, we got a story this week from <laughs> my God, uh, Jay from Kilvington, who says. Hello, lads, Canny uh, Chris and Kushdie Pete. My good friend Luke and I finally made the pilgrimage to Tokyo just before the pandemic. A trip I've always wanted to make in search of food, sights, nightlife, and friends. We made the best of things using the godsend that is the Shinjuku subway mm. line. We hit up a mm. different part of Tokyo every day. I like that, like a little challenge. <laughs> oh, which station should we get off today? Oh, Rapongi, yeah. Don't get off at Rapongi. <laughs> to prepare for the trip, I spent a few months learning the language. Luke, however, said he'd wing it, and wing it he most certainly did. Now, Tokyo is great. Uh, because you can really wing it. However, by day three, I've become somewhat of the guide, uh, ordering drinks and meals. Luke proclaims that he can do it on his own. Now, please keep in mind, we're from Newcastle and Yorkshire, so there's a lot of accents involved. I mean, I can't, yeah. I can't understand people from Newcastle, um, so let alone a Japanese person. Um, the bet was on. I said to Luke, by all means, tomorrow I won't order anything for you. It's all on you, bud. Everything was hilarious, not knowing when to thank someone, say excuse me, or the struggle of simply flailing a convenience sandwich in the cashier's face with a fistful of notes. Come evening time, we walk into a shop bar, and with a smirk upon my face, I look at him and say, «Dozo, go on, Luke, you do it», gesturing to the bar. I sit down with my beer and wait. Uh, He wanted a whiskey and lemonade, and after five minutes of awkward back and forth, he returns with a shot of Jameson's and a whole lemon on a tray. I never laughed so hard in my life. We later dubbed him (laughs) Harry Gatto. Uh, what the fuck <laughs> Harry Gatto uh, a cake salesman due to his Northern English Japanese uh, Pete did you run into anything like this with your accent yours Jay from Kilvington UK with this rather confusing story about how he got drunk in a bar with some Jamesons and a lemon because his friend bungled the Japanese um, have you done this Pete did you have um, you, Harry Gatto
1: uh, i mean i would say that most um visits to any um it's or place that serves food i'm going to be getting something i don't want but i think that's all about the adventure and if you get something you don't want you can sort of tell yourself well look i've I've, I've experienced something i would not normally have, have experienced mm. but then um you are powerless to order it again if you like <laughs> it
3: <laughs> i always find very true, very true. I just like the name Harry Gatto. It feels like a yeah, t- it's, it's, it's good, up yeah. there with Barry Chopsticks. You got Barry Chopsticks and Harry Gatto. The it's a perfect combo for me.
1: I think I think Harry Gatto would be very you're yeah, like, oh yeah, I, can, I can get that. I would put that on my Twitter, and that's how good it is, guys. <laughs> that's how funny good th- it is.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I High still bar think reached. I still think the best thing you've ever said was Harry Gatto cow's at the Wagyu restaurant. I feel oh, yeah, like that yeah. is a t-shirt waiting to happen, like That's Arigato or I, I think I, I
1: think I embodied everything good about Natsuki on that <laughs> night. <laughs> that you, <laughs> you did. You, that you, you did. You, you found an old picture, I think, of us. Is it five years ago um, in Sendai? Yeah. When I was in a hotel room, giving you the old fingers.
3: Yeah, there's a thing on iPhone where it's like memories from the past. You should remember, yeah. and it comes up as your wallpaper. And it was a photo of a very disgruntled-looking Pete Dawson <laughs> in a very messy room in Upper Hotel It was hotel not messy, it was Osaka. the tidiest
1: room you've ever seen in your life, for crying it out loud. It
3: looked like the roof had come down. It was, far, it was, <laughs> it was messed up. It, I don't know what he did in that it room. It's like up, Pete walked into the hotel room, opened his suitcase, and just went, yeah. and just threw it all over the wall. It <laughs> was mental. Place,
1: yeah.
3: And when he opened that door, it was like looking into the gates of hell itself. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, speaking of hell... Shibuya, Shibuya, at Halloween time, and of course Halloween is just around the corner. I love Halloween now. I used to not really. Yeah. I used to be sort of ambivalent towards Halloween, but they embrace it in Japan. I feel a lot more proactively than we do in the UK. Maybe because mm. Halloween's a bigger deal in America, and they've sort of nicked it as they have done with Christmas here. And Christmas decorations are already going up, but uh, Halloween is not without its downsides in Japan. Famously, yeah. Shibuya is uh, hell on earth. Because all of Japan seems to descend on Shibuya. And for the longest time, Pete Donaldson was amongst them. But Pete, tell us why we shouldn't be going to Shibuya this Halloween. Why it should be avoided.
1: Oh, Shibuya Roll Call. I bought a witch from uh, Aldi last night. Um, After seeing (laughs) years of (laughs) intoxicated revelers flooding the streets on Halloween, Shibuya's mayor has had enough. This year, he is determined to keep things civil (coughs) in the popular Tokyo nightlife district. He is concerned about safety and crowd control. Obviously, we had those fucking terrible uh, scenes uh, from, uh, was it and in, in Itaewon's at the airport? No, Injian. South in airport, Korea. Yeah. Uh, Iti, on in South Korea um, uh, last Halloween uh, yeah, where that, that, that really tiny bad. little road where there's some nightlife districts of, of kind of Itiwan in, in, in Seoul. Um, uh, loads of people going down and, and just so many a dozen's and killed, and right? Yeah, was uh, and, and, stampede and, and lost an their lives. Apps, yeah. I mean, just uh, knowing how small that alleyway is and being the, like going there a couple of times, yeah. it really is tiny, isn't it? Um, so they're just trying to basically see off something like that mm. or um, see off basically um, an increasing level of litter and just antisocial behaviour generally um, there are concerns that the uh, crowd could reach 60,000 or more if current trends continue. Um, they are helping um, the police with kind of crowd control uh, measures. Um, they're going to be um, basically um, suspending alcohol sales in the area. Uh, patrolling will increase and drinking outdoors in public spaces will be prohibited from 6pm to 5 a. m. between uh, October 27th and the 31st. Obviously, wow. like the biggest thing is people in costumes Um, drinking in the street, which is obviously something, you know, that that I've indulged in. I'm sure you have as well, Chris, uh, in the places up there. No, I've never, I've never done that. I've never drank in the street. Disgraceful, Disgraceful. Well, the thing that I I know, last time I was there, a few weeks ago, I uh, forgot (laughs) that (laughs) I drank everything. (laughs) I forgot that a lot of the um, 7-Elevens and stuff, where people, uh, where younger people, Stand and and drink and c- congregate. Basically, mm, uh, mm. they play like a very high pitched sound, so that old people can't hear it, and I'm just able to p- <laughs> hear it. My partner, who's just, just a couple of years older than me, um, she she couldn't hear it, but I could hear it. Um, and I was like, "What's a bloody noise?" And I forgot it was they 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 play like a high pitched um, tone uh, to stop young people congregating. Uh, I so thought it was for insects. Do that?
3: I thought it stopped insects, but I that think would so. also no, I make sense. I think it's
1: yeah, it's only in doorways where people would possibly congregate just keep keeping people out of wow. the out of the doorways effectively so if uh, i carry
3: if i carry one of those on my person could i like deafen people around me and sort of create like a bubble old, of space people,
1: yeah you get rid of me but like like <laughs> no you wouldn't get no you wouldn't get rid of me you yeah. get rid of connor <laughs> oh well, that
3: sounds <laughs> you good you get rid
1: of young people but you don't even to hang out with cool old men i did
3: <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the the whole Shibuya. Thing, it's crazy. Like um, I I went to Shibuya Halloween once or twice, and yeah. it it wasn't fun. The, the good The good thing is the costumes are incredible. People nobody does cosplay better than Japan, and no. people really go the extra distance to to do these incredible costumes. And it was yeah. kind of fun wandering around Shibuya, taking in the costumes and and drinking strong zero. But, <laughs> admittedly, um, yeah. but then I I remember nearly getting crushed in just a sea of people near Shibuya. Crossing, And then a few years later, some foreigners and some Japanese folks teamed up to flip over a lorry, flip over a small truck in a street in Shibuya. And that was where it all went downhill very fast. Uh, Mm. And in the years after that, it was just sort of don't drink in Shibuya. People still did it anyway. Then COVID happened and then it didn't really happen at all. I think last year, Halloween was sort of resumed once again but in a very toned down fashion and you've you know, really we got have... to find a way of, of kind of
1: like I think you've got to go somewhere like I've always had um Tokyo decadence I think it's called uh, Tokyo decadence like Shinjuku sort of thing. Tokyo decadence but, uh, Wow. Uh, and it's always in like a kind of Spanish restaurant massive Spanish restaurant in Shinjuku um, mm, and they, mm. you know it floats around and stuff I think they do a Tokyo decadence show every every month actually but um it's like a, it's like a big Halloween party that my mate introduced me to and that's a really good place to go cuz it's big spacious uh everyone dresses up and it's a real event sort of thing but i would say um fine have a drink on the street for a bit but you've got to go somewhere you can't just like it's it's cheaper obviously to hang out on the streets and stuff and and just hang out and just dick about but like mm. i always like to sort of be somewhere and have have like an idea where i'm going otherwise you just you know you just stroll around your yogi park dressed oh, like yeah. um one of the blocks from yakuza which i've done before
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last year we had the Abroad in Japan Halloween party We had like 200, 300 people turn up And that was a lot of fun actually yeah. Seeing all the nice. costumes And uh, I went as Candyman yet again I went to Daiso mm. I spent like 3,000 yen on sweets Stuck it to myself And then by the end of the evening All my costume had gone All the sweets had gone And I could yeah. be unburdened with food <laughs> um, It was good I realised though so I, I didn't know the venue um, Or the people running the event My friends who ran it Or my behalf at my behest or whatever mm. they uh, they uh, they hired like a security team and I remember looking up well I, at the start of the evening before the, all the guests arrived there was like mm. five Japanese guys and they came up to me and they were like Oh you're Oscar so oh, guys you must like thank you Chris today thank you in advance of today and I just yeah. seen their waiters or something and then throughout the night as I turned around I realised one of them was like following me around and I had my own <laughs> private bodyguard it was so cool. <coughs> and yeah <laughs> when friends were approaching me with fake guns the, the bodyguard did nothing I thought they'd step in and be like Yamate yeah, no no stay away stay away didn't happen and then at one point I sort of fell over backwards because I might have been a little bit drunk <laughs> I fell over backwards and he didn't really didn't really help me up he just sort of stood there being like don't drop a Chris don't drop a Chris and he made a wall around me but he could have like he didn't help me up off the floor so yeah it made me kind of want a bodyguard day um, maybe want a security team Oh, I think I that think, might be um, about my but, price range. But I think it's one of those things that you
1: pretend that you didn't know. You knew, surely you knew. I d- honestly, it's like I didn't kind know, of like no. it's like those uh, Hollywood stars that come in and the, and the security team do and their agents do the do the nasty work, and then they come in and go. I'm so sorry, <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm just I didn't know, not know that happened. I had yeah, no true, idea. true.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, luckily he didn't follow him into the toilet. He sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was interesting walking around. I was testing how to what lengths the bodyguard would go, and it seemed toilet, that's yeah, so, which is worrying, because so that's where what? crime happens, that's where crime happens, <laughs> it, it's toilet. that's why I want Will the bodyguard, hold guard.
1: my hand, yeah. while I defecate please sir,
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Oh dear, well if you are going to Japan though guys, for Halloween, uh, you're in Shibuya, yeah. October 27 to 31, don't drink in public, or if you do, no. just try and leave the Shibuya if, area, uh, to be honest, if you are thinking of drinking don't
1: do what I do and get so drunk uh, actually you know take sleeping pills for the flight and then end up going straight to a Halloween uh, party uh, drinking and realising that those two things don't go together and (laughs) finding yourself uh, asleep uh, in front of the metro uh, in Shibuya uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning um, and there's just a trail of when you're dressed like Edward's hands a trail of your scissors uh, right across the Shibuya crossing and up towards Of love, Hotel? Uh, so just kind of just, just enjoy yourself, but just be careful about the things you're consuming. I think it's better, as so. it?
3: Absolutely. And just learn from <laughs> Pete Dawson's mistakes, for the love yeah. of God. Um, right. Try and pick a venue. Go in a bar. Have fun. Uh, yeah. We'll be back in just a moment, guys, for your stories, comments, and questions in The fax Machine.
2: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
3: And we're back with the fax machine What have we got this week From our listeners Mr. Dolson? That was an unsatisfying clap That was an unsatisfying What have yeah. we got well you got Sim, clap. Um hello Capulet
1: Chris and Montague uh, Pete this is from Tim hmm. from Utah. Uh coming this October a large group of my friends are all going to Japan and I volunteered to be a sort of guide as they have never been before. While I've been a few times to visit extended family, I realized it was always with my family uh, and I've always been for a long uh, along for the ride. Uh, do you have any tips from your experience of showing friends and family around Japan? What are some things to prepare for? Uh, I have a decent itinerary planned, I just don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, Cheers from Utah, uh, Tim. Um, So Tim wants to be the guide, but he's just not sure that he's going to be the best guide he can be. And he needs your help, Mm. Christopher.
3: I mean, tips and experience from showing... You know what? My parents still haven't come to Japan. uh, Partly because they've been busy, and partly because I've been a little bit lazy. But I'm looking at getting them to come over next year, and I'm sort of thinking, what's the balance of letting them have self-discovery? (laughs) From Japan. <laughs> Letting them like, loose, like, like let loose, like an RPG, like go and discover the land, or like guiding them around. And I really, most, I mean, most don't want to do TV that.
1: shows, most TV shows, and most successful TV show projects are Jack Whitehall and his yes. dad. You know, Jack Whitehall and his dad cutting around. I mean, this has to be a, a video, Chris. It just simply has to be. You have to let um, you and your dad. Walking oh, around, going to a maid cafe, spiking yourself on a hedgehog in a cafe. I, Just going to all the cafes, basically. Oh, God. I remember He'll, I had a meeting, loves, actually. He loves robots. He's, he's a Robot Wars guy. He loves oh, all the robots. you got to take him to the robot cafe. That's
3: <laughs> <laughs> true. I did go to the robot cafe the other day for the first time, this one, where they have Pepper the robot, and it sits and he talks yeah. to you, and yeah. I had a conversation about how I liked Jafar from Aladdin, and I thought Jafar, <laughs> the villain of Aladdin, had some great ideas that yeah, could yeah, benefit yeah. Agrabah and the economic <laughs> prosperity. To which the robot said, That's a very interesting opinion, how you've rationalized the villain as, as a good guy, but you should reevaluate your opinions. Oh, The robot sorted me out, it really did. But no, I had a meeting actually. Not, there was, there's um, Jack Whitehall, he's, he's all right, he's a good British comedian presenter and there's Russell Howard who's sort of less right. funny and I think I had a meeting about five years ago with a British producer team who were scouting in Japan for a TV series and they wanted me to be the tour guide I think for Russell Howard and his dad or mum right, okay. or gran yeah. I don't fuck it. Yeah. I hate these series where it's uh, some British presenter going around with their parent going oh wasn't it funny sushi oh wasn't it funny prostitute mm. like, it's like, kind of like just annoying and I, do- I I didn't get the part and I was kind of glad especially as the pay was rubbish. In summary, though, Tim, <laughs> um, in summary, uh, what are some things to prepare for? Be prepared for anything. I, t- I, think, I think you're worrying too much. I think it'll be fine. You've got an itinerary. You've got a decent itinerary planned, uh, as you've, you've alleged, and I think it'll think be fine. I think it'll be fine, man. Just, just make sure you have some time for yourself, showing friends and family around. You know, Have, have a breather. Go for a walk on your own, because when you walk on your own you can appreciate the moment a little bit more, I find, when you've not got friends (laughs) and family going, oh, you buy me the orange juice, why don't you buy this, why don't we do that? (laughs) Uh, We've got a story from Rio, and uh, they say, hello, Chris, but not Pete. Oh, Uh, no Pete. You've been ignored. This is a rare, a rare thing. I've been binge-watching a lot of your videos lately. i would pretty much given up on my dream of going to Japan uh, that I had as a kid, but after seeing you, Connor... Pete and others managed to thrive there without knowing the language. It's reinvigorated me. Uh, My biggest question is, without knowing Japanese, is it extremely difficult to find out food allergy information? I imagine with technology these days, it's a lot easier. I have a soy intolerance, so unfortunately I know a lot of food won't be great for me in Japan. Uh, Do they label things? Thank you for your help. Thank you for the hours of entertainment. Best wishes, Rie. They don't label... Things that well, or certainly not in English, so bear that in mind, Rio. Um, the word for soy is ton- ton, tonyu, in Japan. Eco- um, yeah. yeah, but luckily the word for allergy is just arugi, ar- but it's really hard to pronounce it, and I can't do it. Arugi, oh, arugi, I can't do it, that's it, that's the word. Pete Donson won't answer the question, though, because he didn't address him. Pete doesn't do anything. No, now. I'm not allowed. He sits there explained. angry, um, filled with malice. You,
1: you guys, uh, you do finished yet? <laughs> <laughs> to uh, finish talking about intolerances, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it is quite difficult. <laughs> yeah, from what I've seen, uh, and also I think um, it's sometimes quite hard to sort of find out what meat is in there if you go with someone who doesn't eat certain meats. Um, so yeah, uh, just uh, I think I get get the information written down. Uh, beforehand and uh, maybe you can still ask some people who may be able to help
3: yeah and I mean there's lots of good resources online for folks with allergies just type in like allergy Japan travel and there's some really good websites detailing how to get around it um, there's someone who doesn't seem to have that many allergies although I suspect sometimes I have an allergy to wheat and I really should get that checked I think yeah right. I, I think I, it's just, just get on the website have a look there you'll be fine don't worry Rio, but be careful because there is a lot of soy I'm digging a hole now. Uh, We've got one (laughs) last question. One last question uh, from Stephen. It says, hello, Chris and Pete. Steve from Arizona. November will be mine and my friend's Hajimete Naomi Hon, My first time in Japan. I've heard that restaurants in Japan often require reservations. For a party of two, how far in advance should we make a reservation? Also, we were inspired by your video on the Shinkansen Grand Class and plan on trying it. How far in advance do you need to purchase your tickets? Or is it something that can be done at the station? All the best, guys. This is my favourite podcast. Uh, Stephen from Arizona. Thank you very much, Stephen. I'd like to hear that. Um, um, You you can reserve restaurants in Japan, and you can do it online usually two days before. It gets difficult on the day and a little bit tricky the day before. But as long as it's two days before, you should be good to go. Um, And if you're going somewhere on a Friday or a Saturday, 100% reserve if you can. as for yeah, grand well. class uh, you can just rock up and just get grand class I, sometimes when I um, when I lived in Sendai obviously I used to come to Tokyo a lot and uh, I'd like sometimes the trains are rammed and we've got standard class green class and grand class and on the rare occasion economy was full then I'd go to mm. green class and if green class is yeah. full I'd go to grand class and I'd pay all my salary for it so it's, it's quite expensive
1: just, like, just hide in the smoking area like me <laughs> just jump hide in, just hide, hide in the smoking hide in the baggage rack
3: sit on the low like Carlos Gone, be the Carlos Gone, <laughs> Pete Dolson in the bag in the back or just Pete Dolson in the toilet for three hours yeah. uh, <laughs> but no um, it's, it's pricey though grand class I think from Sendai to Tokyo it used to be it was about a, it was 10,000 yen then right. green class was 14,000 yen and grand right. class was 18,000 yen so, basically... Is
1: that much of a leap? Because you do get free slippers and free booze and food. You
3: know, you, 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 you do get slippers, and you do get food. You get slippers. Yeah. Well, that, the feed you get, you get, it get in grand fupon. class is pretty it's pretty underwhelming, isn't it? You get, like, a little chocolate and some sloppy bento. It's kind of like... It's not worth... <laughs> <It's> <laughs> grand class yeah, sloppy bento. bento. But you've got to try it one time. It's an experience, and um, you'll yeah. pay for it. So, there you go. Give it a, <laughs> give it a try. Give it a try. Depends where you're going there, as well. Um, mm. So... If you're going to Hakodate in Hokkaido, it's worth every penny. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in, guys, to Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we really should start doing this in the comments section of YouTube. It could be a great way to drive interaction. We should do that, mm. Pete, but then the, we'll the fax t- machine. so Stick it in the comments. Stick in the comments down here. Like and subscribe. Yeah, look at me, a yeah. YouTuber. We'll pick out, we'll pick out <laughs> one question. <laughs> we'll pick out two questions from the email address and one from YouTube comments going forward. How's that sound? Is that good? Yeah. Balance. Let's do that. Balance that. There we're not go. doing it. I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm the we're thinking. not doing it. We've
1: hired. The document arrives. I just do it. <laughs> I read it out and I go, yeah, good. Right, brilliant. See you later.
3: We've hired someone whose only job it is to go through and pick out one comment a week. But do that. Comment away, guys. But above all, have a bloody good week. And we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad in Japan podcast. Bye for now. Have a good one. Peace.
1: Brought in Japan is a
3: stack production and part of the A-Cast Creator Network.
0: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
2: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life.